0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the F6 Football Podcast. We got Cam Copeland here, as always, and we are with Alex Rogelin. Now, I know we are coming to you a bit later in the week than usual. We are recording this on Friday evening. There's a bit of a a family emergency that came up, but all is well at this time. And uh, I will be doing most of the talking. And the reason is, Alex, why don't you tell him how are you doing today?
1: <laughs> so I, I'm here, everybody. You can hear my uh my voice is not as enthusiastic about this pod, podcast show today as I am. So, yes, thank you. That's a great introduction, Cam. Yeah, I, I, I had to spend a couple unexpected days with one of my kids um in the hospital, but all is well. We are on the mend, he's doing great. So uh, but appreciate Cam being flexible. So sorry everybody we missed the Wednesday show. Uh, but we're back and we're gonna hit it we're gonna hit it anyway you know because we we go hard right cam
0: <laughs> you know it and it's really good to hear that everything is on the mend now for today we're gonna hit on some of the games from last week as always gonna go over our uh, upset pick predictions and then we're gonna hit uh just a couple of the games from this upcoming week make sure Alex gets the chance to rest his voice but as always we're still gonna give our upset picks uh and then uh but before we hop into it I want to just talk about the trade deadline, real quick, because I know uh, we we said we touched on that last week, and it was we had a few days to really, uh, you know, absorb the information and what happened. It's not just initial reactions, right? I know there were a lot of very positive reactions, a lot of very negative reactions, uh, sometimes both from the same fan bases with these these trades that happened. So I just want to touch on them. Um, and Alex, go with you. Yay, nay,
1: yeah, let's do, let's it, do it.
0: Let's do it. All right, so uh, I have to start with the commanders because they made the biggest splashes, so to speak. Uh, and they are my team, so uh, yeah, we're gonna start there now. They traded away both Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and I just wanted to share my thoughts on this because I've heard a lot of negativity from. Uh, especially from the more casual viewers who just who know the names, not really the contract situations and whatnot. So both Chase Young and Montez Sweat were on the last, uh, you know, the last year of their contracts. And right now, uh, we're paying our interior defensive line over forty million a year on average. We simply were not going to be able to pay either one or both of them. And if anyone's watching the games, you know, there, there's some. Some highs, some lows, but it's very clear that we're not going to be making the Super Bowl this year, right? So if we're not going to make the Super Bowl this year, we're probably having new management or at least some new coaches next year. Um, and then uh, what do you do with your players who are just going to leave the organization? Well, I think you you sell them, right? And we ended up getting a second round pick uh, for Montez Sweat's probably going to be a top 40 pick if the season continues as is, which is uh, excellent, I think. Excellent return for Sweat. Uh, And then the other one, Chase Young. Now, we got a a compensatory third-round pick, which is, uh, you know, I'm not personally that thrilled with the return, but I don't blame them at all for making the move, right, because you're at least guaranteeing yourself that compensatory third pick, which depending on the contract he signs in the offseason and whatnot – We we may have gotten the compensatory pick back, but this at least guarantees it. And, you know, it seems like they all went out on good terms. Montez Sweat had a very nice heartfelt note to Washington. Um, So it it doesn't seem like there's any bad blood there. Uh, It is a bummer to see our, you know, our first round picks leave. Uh, You know, teams love getting their talent in. And then if they perform, you pay them, and that's just good practice for any organization. That makes players want to come come to you. But it, it's not that simple. It never is. And especially since there are probably going to be new coaches next year. Um, and, and we're really building up under Josh Harris now. Uh after he bought bought the team this last offseason. I think it was a very good move, uh, move to do. And then from the other team's perspective, uh, we'll start with San Francisco because that is a lot easier <laughs> to, to determine value from an outside perspective. Uh, San Francisco does pretty much everything well. They do most things perfectly with this coaching regime and this management. But the one thing they don't do well is draft. And they don't draft their ground picks well, specifically. Uh, kind of a, a funny trend with Kieran Davis-Price Davis Price and Danny Gray and Trey Sermon and Thomas, who they take this last year. They took a kicker, right, with one of their three. Um, and it, it, they just don't really seem to draft that well. Uh, they develop talent well, and I think that Chase Young, who's having a pretty, I'm gonna say, stellar season because of his his pressure. He's able to rack up. It's not it's not top tier, but it, it is very good, uh, exceeding expectations going into the season for him. I think he's gonna dominate on that on that base four front over there in San Francisco. So I think that was a great move for them. Now for Chicago, getting Montez Sweat, you know, that one's a little more interesting because Sweat is a very good base end. Uh, he is a good run defender. He plays his assignments well, and he's disciplined. But he's not this collapse of pocket, quick twitch off the edge, kind of you know pin your ears back and fly at the quarterback kind of guy. And there are a lot of great pass rushers in this upcoming edge class. Now, any that'll be around by about pick 40. You know, you, you don't really have your pick in the litter then. So if they wanted to use their two first round picks, which will probably be early on some offensive pieces, potentially a quarterback in there, and then they want an impact defensive lineman uh, that they don't think they could get in the second, then it makes sense, right? Right. So, you definitely have to view it from the lens of, oh, maybe the value didn't seem like the best, but if you think about it from an outs- or sort of a higher level perspective of what could have happened with that pick, then, you know, if they, they extend him, uh, they have the cap to do so, certainly. It, it probably is going to turn out well for them. So, overall, pretty good moves. Some values in question here and there, um, but, you know, Alex, I know you don't really have a voice right now, but any... Thoughts uh, on either side of, yeah, you know, uh, of these trades.
1: No, I think it made sense, and I think you covered it well, Cam. I, I would say one thing that was a little surprising to me was even though Sweat went for a second rounder, and um, uh, and and then Young went for a third rounder, that San Francisco third rounder, I mean, that's that's probably going to be a really late third round pick. Well, as a it, as
0: it's a compensatory third, so it's okay. it's already a third round, yeah. Right,
1: right, and then you look at that second round pick, you know, and that was um, that should be a much higher pick, um, yeah. You know, and because it's not like the Bears are going to win. I mean, what four games, <laughs> maybe five <laughs> at most. So you know that is interesting to me that that's going to be a good what forty potentially fifty players, um, in between those two picks. So I think the gap was the most surprising part to me.
0: Yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. I, again, the value for each of them was surprising. Uh, most fans thought that we would not be able to get that much for sweat, which was a pleasant surprise. And then the Young trade coming after this sweat trade is what really made it that much more surprising. You know, if they had reversed order, I don't think people would have been as shocked to see Young go for a third no. just right off the bat. But but to be stacked on top of, of sweat like that was a little odd. Now, I don't want to hit every trade or we'd be here uh, all night if we're if we're going that deep into them. Um, but I do want to touch on a few more. Um, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills traded for Russell Douglas, cornerback. I think that's a great trade. They, they're, you know, they're going for it all uh, again <laughs> this year. And they have been hit by the injury bug. On defense, and particularly cornerback, it's really a weak point. And their defense So just have, you know, trading for a solid player who, who can at least help sure that up, I think is a great trade. Um, you know, Detroit traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, just for some wide receiver depth. Again, they have they have some good starters, and then that's about it. So, I you know, a good trade for them. But the big one, uh, the other big trade came in a bit before the trade deadline uh, hit. Or, and by before, I mean one day. I, it felt like a long time when, when everything was going on. But the Seattle Seahawks traded for Leonard Williams. Now, that that's a pretty big trade because, you know, the, the Seahawks' biggest weak point at this point in time, in my opinion, really is, on defense, is that interior defensive line. You know, they've allocated resources in the draft to, their, to the defensive end, uh, to the linebacker, to cornerback. Um, and it seems like they're still getting hit hard up the middle by teams. So trading that much, you know, a second round pick and a fifth round pick for Leonard Williams really immediately shures up that line. And also, uh, pretty much confirms that they're going to be extending him for a massive contract. So I am interested to see what his contract is, uh, come this off season. Any, any thoughts on that, Alex?
1: Yeah, I think I think what that signals to me, Cam, is that the Seahawks really believe they're further along in their rebuild than I think they initially thought. You know, I think once they got rid of Russell Wilson, I think they probably thought it might be a couple down years. Uh, but Geno played so well last year. You know, I mean, they made the playoffs last year with Geno, and then this year, um, you know, what they've hit on some draft picks, and clearly they think, especially that the 49ers are kind of slipping lately. Um, so to me, it really looks like the the, uh, the Seahawks really believe that they're in the mix. And why shouldn't they? And I think the way that it is right now, they're in first place.
0: Yeah, and, and with that note on the 49ers slipping, it seems like a good time to pivot into our upset picks from last week. So I took the Bengals over the 49ers. And I was a bit concerned, but turned out to be a good pick. Uh, Bengals did win 31-17, to and the 49ers have now dropped three straight games, which is very surprising. You know, I just said that they do almost everything well. Well, not over the last three weeks, right? So maybe this, this trade for Chase Young will help just make their defensive line unstoppable, you know, with the old Ohio State teammates coming back with Bosa and, and Young. So that, that could be scary if, if they, you know, if Bosa can help reignite some of Chase Young's flame from, from college. Alex, how was your pick?
1: Yeah, well done with that, Cam, and I think that actually takes you back into the winning column. So you're at four and three. Yep. So well done. Um, I'm still sliding, man. Uh, I'm 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 lost uh, three in a row now. I'm at two and five. So I picked the Rams over the Cowboys, uh, and that was a very bad pick. That ended up being that game was over probably by the end of the first quarter. So uh, which was you know also I had Tony Pollard in fantasy and he didn't do anything. Um, you know, even though Dallas scored all those points, so that takes my record to two and five. So I need to, I need to get a win. I need to get some momentum going back, uh, the other direction. Cause my, my upset picks aren't looking so good.
0: Now like I want, boys. I want to give you a chance to recover your voice over the next few days, but I have to ask you what happened in the chiefs Broncos game. And, and just before you answer the Broncos won. they beat the chiefs 24 to nine. Yeah, it was
1: surprising. I think it was a little bit of a trap game. I think even the Chiefs are vulnerable to that. Um, I mean, they won 16 in a row, uh, you know, against the Broncos. And and obviously, they got the big game against the Dolphins coming up this week and the travel to Germany and all that. And, you know, it was just – it was a weird game. You know, they had some weird turnovers. Um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, MVS had a fumble that was in the red zone. There was a couple interceptions. Um, Mahomes had, like, the flu or, like, a stomach bug or something. I mean, it's not excuses, but, you know, you're, you're not going to beat a team 20 to 30 times in a row. So right. it's a division game on the road. You know, the Chiefs played poorly. They had some more drop passes, um, you know, kind of bit, bit them in the butt again. So, yeah, they just played bad, and they'll be fine. I'm, I, it really doesn't impact my concerns for them um, really long-term at all. It's just a bad game, so they'll brush it off the bounce back.
0: Yeah, they they're, they're going to be fine. I don't think anyone in the world has to worry about them right now. So, now the before moving on to next week, there's just a couple more games I want to touch on. Uh actually, three more. One, uh first, I don't want to make this the uh, Washington Commanders podcast, but uh you know, the Eagles beat the Commanders 38 to 31. Uh Sam Howell looked good. Pretty good that game.
1: Yeah, and
0: I don't know if you saw Alex at the on the Kelsey podcast, Jason Kelsey was talking about Sam Howe, basically just saying how he is playing very well, um, which was great to hear from that perspective. I know they always like talking up opponents, unlike Micah Parsons, which we talked about last week. But uh, you know that what he was saying was uh, that Sam Howe was able to execute the offense, regard uh, based on whatever lay uh, whatever the play design might be, he could just. He could uh, play with quick timing, hit these quick slants over and over again. He could say poison in the pocket. It, it was it was just fun to hear, you know, felt felt good because, every you know, uh, <laughs> I was talking to someone earlier today, more of a casual Washington fan, and he was saying, so are we getting a new quarterback next year? And I said, I, I don't know, probably not, if, unless we have a top two pick, something terrible happens. I, I think they have to fix the offensive line first. He said, well, I don't even think Sam Howell starts the full remainder of the season. They're going to bring the backup in, and he couldn't name the backup quarterback. So, uh, you know, not necessarily uh someone who really knows what they're talking about. But you know that the majority of fans they watch the games, they enjoy themselves or don't, and they they move on. And just getting sort of a sense of how people think about Sam Howell. You know, this franchise has been hit. So much with the the number of quarterbacks started. If someone doesn't look great immediately, it's all right. Well, time to bring someone else in. And I just want to pump the brakes on that a little bit. So we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, now the other two games I want to touch on before before moving on are the uh, <laughs> one the Falcons Titans. I forget the other one. uh the other one is the Lions Raiders. I'm gonna start with the Lions Raiders because we had said last week, you know, just jokingly the. The whole uh, Josh McDaniels won't get a plane ride home. Well, neither did his, did his general manager. So, Josh yep. McDaniels uh, fired he called it, yeah. Uh, Dave Zeigler, Zeigler GM was fired, Mick Lombardi was fired, uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams said it was time for some sort of change. Uh, There's a video of them I just saw before this. And- you know, playing around in the locker room, playing basketball with a little Nerf ball, just having fun. Uh, you know, Hunter Renford said, "No more walking on eggshells. We can have fun playing again." So it seems like the the it, and there was a headline saying Raiders players seem pretty happy. Josh McDaniels is fired. So uh, you know, it, everyone saw it coming. They're going to be paying a ton of money to him over the next uh, what couple years? Yeah, four years. Yeah. While he sits at uh, home, you know. Just with and, his feet up and, and with his that came,
1: and they still have four more years that they're paying Gruden. Gruden, right? So yeah. the next four years, they're paying two coaches to stay away. <laughs> it's
0: ridiculous. Uh, yeah, great money management. Yeah. Now, uh, the other part about this game is that, you know, G- Jimmy G hasn't been, been playing his best. Well, he hasn't been playing the best. You know, he's been playing his best, I'm sure. Uh, but Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starting quarterback next week. And that's exciting. Uh, you know, they can see what they have in the rookie to, to determine if they need to make a big change this offseason uh, or not. But I, I'm rooting for the guy. I always love seeing those late round rookie picks come in and do well, whether it's Purdy or of course Hal and, and now now um, Aiden O'Connell. So that'll be exciting to watch over the next few weeks. Might, might make uh, Raiders games a bit more fun because I, I have not enjoyed watching them as much with Jimmy G. Now the last game I want to touch on before moving on is that uh, Titans Falcons game, and that is because Will Levis, baby, he came in four touchdowns. I don't know if you saw that one touchdown, Alex. I think it was the last one where he was fading back off of his back foot and and just threw a perfectly uh, executed pass like sixty yards downfield into the end zone. It was just it just showcased his arm talent, which is. Has always been undeniable, but something that's been extremely impressive, uh, in my opinion, over the last uh, two weeks, because we're recording this on Friday, you know, they played Thursday night, is his intermediate pass accuracy has been superb. I mean, it, it's uh, he is dropping dimes in there, and he had such a hard time playing at Kentucky this last year because his supporting cast was so much worse than every other team that they played against. That You know, coming to the NFL is usually a lot harder for people, but it might be easier in some ways for Levis because he, uh, you know, he actually has some talent around him. Now, his decision making is still questionable. You know, he's still in his it it was his second game as a pro uh, last night and, and he did not come through in those clutch moments. But that you can't really expect him to. I think he's shown. Everything and much more that you could want from from bringing in your rookie quarterback to start over a Ryan Tannehill whose career is probably just about over.
1: All right. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. Well. Uh, Levis looked good. You know, he looked good his first game. He struggled a bit there against Pittsburgh yesterday, but uh, but has a lot of talent. You know, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, Alex. Let's get you talking again. Who is your upset pick of the week in week nine?
1: All right. So there's a lot of good games. Um, Honestly, I think the slate is probably one of the best weeks we've had as far as just the quality of the matchups. Um, I will say I'm not going to pick this game, but I did have to laugh that we talked about the Raiders and what a dumpster fire they are. Well, they're favored this week (laughs) against the Giants. So they have no coach, no GM. You know, was uh, rookie quarterback, you know, and, and, and somehow they're still favored. I think that's pretty condemning on the Giants. Um, but nevertheless, um, I'm actually going to go with, uh, you know, I, I think one of the marquee matchups of the week is the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Uh, right now, Cincinnati is favored uh, by two, and I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, you know, I think the Bills want revenge. Uh, They want revenge from that playoff game that they just took a beaten, you know, and, and I think Cincinnati's certainly coming back around. Burroughs looked great. The last couple of weeks, we already talked a little bit about their game against San Francisco. So, yeah, got things looking up for sure for Cincinnati, but I think I think the Bills will give them a little bit extra. You know, it's just something that they really want to go out and show that they're still a contender, that they still have a chance at the, at taking the crown in the AFC. So it'll be uh, it'll be should be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, give me the Bills.
0: All right, I like it. They're on my short list. You know, you said this was going to be a good week because there's some some uh, you know pretty high over unders. There's some intense divisional matchups this week. Uh, I had them as one of my options. You know, they're, the over-under for Buffalo Cincinnati is only 49.5. I'm really hoping as just a fan of football in general that it hits the over because that would be a pretty fun shootout to watch. But I, I'm just going to bring up a couple of these other teams before I, I say mine that were on my short list because, you know, Miami, Kansas City, that's only a one-and-a-half point spread. Yeah, right so close. It, it could be anyone's game. It's really hard to bet against Mahomes two weeks in a row and and just that talented Chiefs team. So I I do think Kansas City takes this. And then my other – the other team that I – or upset pick that I would have selected, if you chose mine, would have been the Rams over Green Bay. You know, It's a three-point line, and I just think Green Bay is – every week they're just looking a little worse and worse to me. Uh, They started the season on fire, uh, at least – their quarterback Jordan Love did, it. and it's just been a little bit downhill, a little bit of a disappointing season. So, I'm ultimately taking Tampa Bay to upset Houston. You know, it's a three point spread, it's a 40 point over under, so theoretically a low scoring game. But, you know, Houston got beat by Lee by Carolina last week, you know, and that was Carolina's first win. I think that, uh, you know, Houston has a, a bit of a weaker secondary and they're weaker o- over the middles and i think that um, mike evans and godwin are just going to be able to sort of uh, uh in, you know uh dominate <laughs> this mm-hmm. this Houston secondary and i don't think stroud can necessarily keep up against a pretty stout line for tampa bay i know some of their their better players have been underperforming a bit especially Kalijah Kansy has had kind of a a bit of a disappointing season but I, you know, I, I think Tampa Bay is just going to take it over Houston. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud has had, I'm still rooting for him. He's he's had a great rookie season so far. But, you know, I it's just, it's one of those games where it, it could go either way. And it's an upset pick. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. How do you feel about that?
1: I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, on a side note, do you think that C.J. Stroud is the front runner for Offensive Rookie of the Year?
0: I easily, right? There, there's no one else who's come close. I, you could argue, like Puka Nakua, right? Yeah. I, you just, it's going to go to a quarterback, right? Yep. Uh, this yeah. Yeah, Bijan
1: as well, but I mean, I know he's been banged up too. So, you know, importance wise, you probably got to go with CJ.
0: Yeah, especially since Bijan's not even a workhorse back right now, right? They're giving yep. Algier. I think he has more carries than Bijan on the season up to, at this point, which is wild. But uh, you know, who's the? Uh, you have to ask who's the least replaceable player. Yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs
1: would be another guy. At least he's performing. But 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 that's because Montgomery's been hurt. You know.
0: Well, he had that one week, right? Yeah. Last week yeah. was absurd, and thank goodness I took him in my highest yards uh, little competition I have going on. So I'm I'm, I'm crushing that that at this point I can share a little more insight into that uh, uh, in one of these later weeks. But um, yeah, Gibbs is looking amazing as everyone expected. He would, Uh, you know, people didn't like that. He was drafted 12th overall, especially since they traded back from pick six, where if they're taking a first round running back, you could have had Bijan at six instead, but they decided to trade back and still get Gibbs when there were so many talented players still on the board. Um, But Gibbs has always been a really good player and everyone knows it. So it's, it's cool to see him him start to pop off here. I think he's going to have a great finisher or or, wrap up to the season.
1: Mm, Yep. Makes sense. Um, Cam, I'll go ahead and give you my dumpster fire game. Yeah. Uh, So this week um, it didn't take me too long. There was a couple options, but I'm going to go with Colts Panthers. (laughs) Um, Not a game I want to watch poor Bryce young, you know, no weapons running around there. Got the win last week, but, still just not a little bit of a tough watch and uh, you know, Gardner Minshew can do a few things here and there, but you know, well, for all these other marquee matchups uh, that will is not one that's high on my list to watch. Um, I don't think either of these coaches are on the hot seat necessarily. No, um, but I think, I don't think that's going to be uh gonna be a great game to watch.
0: No, I, I can see that if Anthony Richardson were playing against Bryce young, you know, that'd be a pretty mm-hmm. good headline, but, or, or storyline, but, with uh, Minshew playing. Everyone loves Gardner Minshew, but it's just, I I can agree with that one. I may have thought you, you would go the Giants Raiders, but I'm, I kind of want to watch the Raiders this week with, with O'Connell starting and you know, that maybe some reinvigorated players. So if Raiders come out and have a big game, uh, I honestly won't be surprised with how some players react to, to this kind of adversity throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Now, with those games uh, having having talked about those games now let's get into some of the more exciting games you know we we've started we've briefly discussed the chiefs and dolphins but there's some other great games this week too so especially the cowboys and eagles game and you know d- these divisional games can go any any direction right everyone says it last week the broncos beat the chiefs you just never know how it's going to go and I think this would be this is going to be a very close and very exciting game for the fans. I'm not sure if it'll be as exciting for other uh, outside spectators because I do expect more of a low scoring affair between these these teams and, and these coaching staffs playing against each other. Uh, how do you think this game shapes up, Alex?
1: Yeah, I think the Eagles will take it. You know, I think the Eagles are still kind of rounding into form. Um, the the Cowboys have been really up and down, so I do think it'll be a close game. But I just have more confidence that the Eagles are going to find a way, so I'll take the
0: Eagles. Yeah, they're just a better team, up and down, right? Better overall roster. Uh, it's just even they can lose, right? So yep. we'll we'll see how it goes. I have a I have a kind of an odd feeling about this game, but that's and that's the the best kind of analytics you can get, right? Mm. Your gut. <laughs> so that's right. Well, well, yeah. I, not enough to make it my upset pick. Especially since it would be rooting for the Cowboys. But uh it yeah, it's gonna be, be an interesting watch. And then probably the most fun ge- oh, before I bring it up, Chiefs Dolphins. That's in London, Germany. That's Germany. in Europe, somewhere. Yep. He's in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Germany. First game in Germany. Yep. Oh man.
1: Yeah, that, that's that was I was gonna jump in earlier, but that's kind of what I was thinking is I mean it's gonna be fun, you know, a fun game, but like I just don't even know what to expect, you know. I mean, that's such a far trip, um, you know, and, and it's, it's such a far trip, especially for the Chiefs. They're even further, you know, uh, than the Dolphins are. So, uh, who mean, knows? Barely. You know, who knows? I mean, they're yeah. You're right. Yeah, in the grand <laughs> scheme, not that much. But, but either way, I mean, I think we just with the jet lag and then with the adjustment to playing over there. Um, sometimes I feel like those games. Anything can happen. I mean, the Jaguars pretty much dominated the Bills, um, you know, in their game in London a couple of weeks ago. Um, so you, I, I think anything can happen, honestly. So I don't really know what to expect, but um, excited to see the Chiefs, you know, certainly against the Dolphins and first game against Tyree Hill. Um, so that should be fun. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean that Jaguars Bills game was it, it was five points, but it was you know more yeah
1: late late touchdown than, by the Bills yeah, made it yeah. look closer. Yeah, exactly. for sure.
0: Um, But yeah. Oh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun game. Now I'm I'm just wondering how did these players handle the, uh, the jet lag? Like I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of them get there early in the week, but you know, all this talk about the Jaguars potentially being a London based team within the next few years. I just can't buy that at all. The logistics of it would just be excruciating. There'd be more injuries that occur just inevitably. Right. With, with fatigue and, and teams not being able to get in certain rhythms. It's especially for, for Jacksonville themselves, or I guess the Jaguars themselves, it would just be such a tough adjustment. So I, yeah. I don't see it happening. I know we've briefly talked about it on the show before, but you know, the NFL always wants to make money and there is an untapped European market. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll find out, but yeah, the, the chiefs uh, dolphins. I don't think that the, Outlook of the game changes much based on location. I still think it's going to be Mahomes doing Mahomes things, Tyreek doing Tyreek things. Um, and I do think that I said, you know, I use Tyreek instead of Tua intentionally because he's just a dominating force of this team. So it'll no. be fun. Now, the last game I want to touch on before we do get going, it's going to be a shorter episode today. Uh Lau, It's been a a tough week and allow a little bit of rest and and come back strong next week. But I want to touch on the bills Bengals game because that one is going to be fun and has a lot of fantasy football implications, right? Both those teams you have, uh, you have cook against Mixon, right? You have Alan burrow. Yeah. Alan burrow. I said that right. Diggs. I'm starting Gabe Davis. I don't know who else is people start Kincaid the other side, you got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, all these fun fantasy options that that are uh, out there each and every week. So I think it, – and it's a primetime game. It's definitely mm-hmm. going to be one of the most watched uh, primetime games of the regular season, I think, just because yeah. so much of the non-fans of the teams are just watching for fantasy football purposes. I know it, it's, it's funny how a lot of coaches – don't like fantasy football, like Belichick and Arthur Smith, they just hate fantasy football. It's like, man, that that's like half your viewers, right? That's half oh, yeah. your money coming no, from for sure. fantasy football. Uh, so I, I get it where, you know, decision-making should never be impacted by what people want you to do for fantasy, but there's no reason to hate on it. Yeah, you know I
1: mean? but it doesn't anyway. You know what I mean? Like, like, like coaches do things all the time that, negatively affect someone in fantasy because they don't care. And right. I don't think they should either, right? Exactly. Um, they shouldn't. So it's like, so yeah, I agree. It's like you could, you can, you can you can not let it affect you, but you don't have to rag on it when that's the reason you one of the reasons you get paid what you get paid.
0: Right. I mean Latavius Murray coming in for the Bills just shows that they don't care about fantasy, right? Right. So, yeah. True. Uh on goal line the goal line. But who do you think takes this? Oh wait, you took this I, as your I upset pick.
1: I did. Yeah, I took the okay. Bills.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, we already we already know. I, I think it's going to be close. It, it was hard for me to take the Bengals to upset the Niners last week and then root against them this week. So that's, I hear you. That's ultimately why I, I didn't choose them. But as I did say earlier, they're on my short list. I do think the Bills could take this. But once again, high-flying affair would be fun. All right, Alex, any other teams you want to touch on? Anything else you want to... Discussed before hitting the road?
1: Um, no, I mean, I think we really covered a lot of it. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, but overall, you know, it's still a lot of fun. And and thanks for giving me a chance to get my voice back. And like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll be back next week. Should be back at our normal time. And uh, we'll have a nice longer show for you guys, uh, breaking down uh, a lot of these exciting games.
0: Yeah, and at the very end of next show, I do want to touch on some of these upcoming draft prospects once again now that've I've gotten uh, my my big board out and I'm really watching a lot more closely I just want to uh, spend a few minutes talking about maybe some of the lesser known players who are likely to fly up over the course of the next couple months when people start getting into the film so uh, just you know stick around to the end to for that and besides that we will uh, we'll get back to our normal normal routine next week on either Tuesday or Wednesday evening posting that what wednesday either mm-hmm. way probably yep and and yeah so so that that's it for you alex that's it all right guys well you know where to find us you can find us on youtube on spotify on apple podcast make sure to subscribe like comment i said that backwards but smash that subscribe button as you do and we will see you next week have a great weekend watching football guys we'll see you later peace peace